Thanks for having me, Tim. Now, as I understand what's going on in that district, uh, you had a, a DA there, uh, Layla Zahn, uh, and she is running to replace one of three Superior Court judges who've decided to move on. So the seat opens up. Now, you have been the, the chief assistant DA there for, for how long? I, w- I was the chief assistant since January of 2017. I'm actually, Layla's been appointed by the governor um, as a judge. So I'm actually currently the acting DA in the circuit. And what would you say you bring by way of experience? I mean, you've been in the office for a while. You've been prosecuting cases for a while. Compare your experience to Destiny Bryant's. Well, Tim, I don't, I, the experience, I think, is, is not really close. As I just said, I'm the acting DA. I'm actually doing the job, running both offices. Before that, as the chief assistant, I assisted running both offices. We have about 59 employees, 23 attorneys, handle somewhere around 7,000 cases a year. Um, and I not only handled the more serious cases, the murder cases, the sex crimes, the gang crimes, racketeering, things like that. I also managed the day-to-day operations, the budget. I'm the only person with any experience in managing people whatsoever, the only candidate with any experience managing the budget, and the only candidate with the experience in handling all sorts of different types of cases. Now, I think you almost answered my question there, but I, I want to delve a little deeper into this, Randy McGinley. Uh, dividing that job, if you will, into two parts. I, I, I talk about this all the time when people are, I don't know, that they're running for sheriff or whatever. Are you a cop or are you an administrator? And the same thing here. Are you a lawyer? Are you a prosecutor? Or are you an administrator who, who has to handle lawyers and prosecutors? Right. I mean, I would say I'm all three of those things. I think to be a district attorney, especially in our side circuit, um, you have to have an administrative background, administrative experience, but you also have, the, have to have the experience trying the cases. Um, we are not so large, you know, like you would say, maybe Fulton County, where they have 100-plus attorneys, where the DA there may not necessarily try some cases. We're still the size. The DA needs to be involved in some of the more serious cases and try some of those big cases. Um, and to do so, you have to have the experience to do that. Um, so I'd say I, I'm, I'm all of the above on that, and I think that's what it takes to run an office such as the Alcove Circuit in Walton and Newton County. Uh, now, you heard Destiny Bryant coming in, and that was from a campaign video she, she has put out, and she's talking there about a, a growing problem in Georgia. You'll give me some sense maybe the extent of the problem, as you can see it in that circuit in Walton and Newton County. She talked about the, these sex trafficking cases, these human trafficking cases. First of all, how big a problem is it in Walton and Newton counties, and what is there to do about it? Well, I think it's it's because Newton County is probably a little bit closer to Atlanta and has a lot more interstate I-20 running through it. It's going to be a bigger problem there. Um, I think the, the way to address that problem is, is we need to have a little bit more proactive law enforcement to address that issue. Um, obviously, for a case to come to us, there has to be some action on law enforcement to, end on the, you know, to begin with. Um, and we work with law enforcement day to day. I've always worked on training law enforcement, not just locally, but throughout the state, as well as prosecutors. Um, and so my relationships with the local law enforcement as well as statewide law enforcement is going to help address that problem um, in the best way. Another component, or so I would think anyway, would be the legislature. Has the legislature given you folks, prosecutors across the state, has the legislature given you folks enough tools in the box to effectively deal with this? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they just a couple of years ago changed some of the laws when it came to sex trafficking to address um, some changes that need to be, needed to be made. Um, and that's something I've been a part of when it comes to things such as, I don't know if you, you know, when you dive into things such as the rape shield law, things like that, I've been a part of that and worked with the legislators to actually effectuate change that needs to be done um, at that level to give prosecutors, not just in our circuit, but statewide, um, the tools needed to uh, successfully keep the community safe.
Another thing you say you've worked with Randy McGinley, again, uh, acting DA in the Alcovia circuit and running for the job in a full-time sense, the election 55 days away. Uh, you're working with pretrial diversion programs and working to grow those. We have them here in Athens and elsewhere around the state. I'm sure step us through that process and how you might expand it. Well, right. We, we have a program in, in both our counties um, that actually uh, we created Years ago, um, it obviously addresses a lot of misdemeanors, but also certain what you'd say, quote unquote, low, lower level felonies, uh, things that don't involve violence. Um, as far as misdemeanors, most crimes, if you don't have a history, you're allowed to go into the pretrial diversion program. Um, there's some exceptions to that, such as domestic violence crimes, DUIs, things like that. They don't necessarily um, meet the criteria to go into that program. But the, the idea behind it is just to allow individuals who made a mistake. Um, to not have that mistake linger within the rest of their lives. And, you know, most of the people we deal with, I would say, are not evil individuals. They're people that made a mistake, got caught up in some things they wish they wouldn't have done. Um, and when they complete the program, it's completely off their record. The case is dismissed. A lot of times, depending on the type of crime, they're going to have to do some sort of class, some sort of treatment, um, also do some community service and things like that. And, and it kind of depends on what the crime is on the length of time. And one of the biggest things, obviously, they have to do is stay out of trouble while they do that. Um, if you're in the program and, you know, commit a new crime, that's going to be an issue in your continuation in that program. Yeah, two words that popped into my head as I was listening to you answer that question there, Randy McGillian. Wisdom, you got to have a lot of wisdom as you're dealing with people and, and trying to size them up uh, where they are in, in uh, along their particular path uh, away from, hopefully, criminal activity. Uh, wisdom, and the other word that popped into my head was luck. Because there is that variability. Uh, you're dealing with, with individuals who do have all the, the <laughs> all of the quirks that all of us have. Uh, you, you're really, in a lot of cases, rolling the dice uh, when you're trying to determine what to do with these people. Is this somebody that we can, for lack of a better word, trust to, to go through a program like this? Or is this somebody we need to deal with a little more harshly? I don't know what it takes to, to assess people that way. Well, right, and I think a lot of that has to do with experience, and that's why I think somebody who has the experience that I have is so important in doing this job. Um, it's not only the experience I have that I can personally deal with cases, but also the experience I can pass along to all those that work in my office um, and to help that issue. I mean, it's true. There's always a two competing interests when it comes to prosecution. You want to make sure you treat everybody similarly and equally, but everybody's different, and those things are often competing in a hard decisions have to be made but that's why having the experience that i have is so essential in doing this job correctly and making sure the communities you know are safe what's campaigning like and i ask this of everybody who's running for anything now 55 days out some people more active in getting out there others still concerned about coronavirus and trying to do it in, in different ways what what's your campaigning like these days well tim it, it is different i mean it just is there's no way around that um you know, we're, we're doing a number of things. We have a barbecue coming up on the uh, 18th um, down in Newton County that's going to be mostly people just driving up and picking up their, you know, barbecue chicken plate and leaving um, as opposed to, you know, big gathering. Um, there's a lot of contacts one-on-one or over the phone, uh, things like that. It, it is different and difficult, uh, but it still has to be done. Uh, we're a pretty large county with probably around 200,000 people or circuit between the two counties, about 200,000 people. Um, so there's a lot of people to get out there and meet, um, but you just have to find different creative ways to do it. Social media, obviously, is one of those ways uh, that has grown and grown and grown. Um, and using other people in 
you know, positions uh, that believe in me and trust in me and their community leaders, and they also help get the word out for me as well. Yeah, and, you know, it's like that old thing about raining on the football game. It, it's raining on both teams, and Destiny Bryant out there is, is, is in the same environment and having to cope with that, too, in this race, and we'll reach out to her at some point between now and Election Day. Best of luck, Randy McGinley. Again, Election Day, 55 days away, running to be the DA, running for the gig that he has now on an interim basis, wants it full-time, the election on the 5th. Uh, the 3rd of November, 55 days from today. Randy McGinley, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you for having me, Tim.